Welcome to the Creative People Podcast. I am your host, Naomi Parfit, and I'll be having honest conversations with people in the creative industry to gain insight into their profession. My guest for today's episode is Andy James, a freelance artist who has worked on many prestigious commissions of public figures. Winner of the Carroll Foundation Award in 1998 and of BBC's Star Portraits with Rolf Harris, Andrew was elected Vice President of the Royal Society of Portrait Painters in 2008 and a member of the New English Art Club in 2017. Thank you so much, Andy, for joining me today. So how are you? I'm doing very well, Naomi. Thank you very much for my invitation. My pleasure. Now, I wanted to ask you a bit about how you've gone down this creative route. So like how you've become the artist that you have today. A nice, simple question, but a a difficult one to answer fully. But my recollection is that as a working class boy, brought up in a fairly sort of normal, household with working class jobs, building, farming background, no artistic lineage, no family members doing artistic things. It wasn't necessarily going to be the goal, but um, myself and my identical twin brother, Paul, both shared a love of drawing. We just drew from the age of four or five, like most four or five year olds do, but we carried on and we drew incessantly and virtually unbroken all the way through to early adulthood. And and this was just a very natural thing. It was never formally taught, never instructed. But uh, by the time I got to 16, I'd half attempted to go into a sort of building trade, but I'd continue drawing. And then I fell in love with the art much more profoundly. I don't really know why, but I just did. I suspect it's because it, it sort of opened up in front of me because I had some feeling for it and I pushed it and it just allowed me in and I I immersed myself in it. I did stop my job. I asked my parents, could I pursue this? And they offered no resistance, which was possibly a bad move on their part, but good for me in many respects. And uh, I just kept going. So from the age of about 17, at least for 10 years, I I copied, I studied, I read, I uh, dreamt, imagined, immersed myself in the art in a total committed, obsessive way, rather innocent way in many ways, but I was completely self-directed. I just followed my bliss and let it take me where I thought it ought to take me and um, it grew. Amazing, amazing. I love your art as well because it has its own character. Like I see a lot of emotion through the movements and expressions of the paint. You you capture the likeness, but it's not a hyper-realistic painting. It's more about like what you see. So, so how did you find that kind of character? How did that start to grow? Well, that's quite a question as well. I think the, the idea of finding yourself in your work is obviously key to anyone who's wanting to, to be artistic in any format, is to sort of find yourself, because you start with imitation, you start with a love of something that's exterior to you. You don't have a legacy, you don't have a body of work, you just 
love the thing itself. So generally you start copying, you go to the things that inspire you, draw you magnetically towards their, the work that you have either known for a long time or just discovered and you want to surround yourself by it, you imitate it because you've got some skills to do that. And what happens, and I think very naturally and very necessarily, you absorb things, you internalize them, and they no longer belong to the other person after a while. You actually internalize them to the extent that you own them. And what you do is I think you make a cross-section across you know, all sorts of fields. So an artist can study uh, music and poetry and other fields of uh, artistic expression, cinema, and just absorb ideas, motifs and themes. And what you do is you compress them and then they eventually start really reformulating into your own character. So it's just a case of being yourself, following what you love, being disciplined and going deep into it and listening to it and, and letting it grow. Yeah, yeah. And did you have any difficulties growing as an artist? Because I found with creative careers, it can be very up and down because it's not seen as a quote unquote proper profession. So it can experience its struggles. Well, I'm waiting for it to get easy now. I'm only 30 years in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's what it is. I think without it wanting to sound pompous or grand, I think it is a profound thing. It's a it's something that chooses you as much as you choose it, maybe more. It's more than a vocation. It's like a sort of almost religious calling. And therefore, like a lot of these things, they don't have a lot of external respect or monetary value necessarily. They don't come with the respect of people normally because it's not a conventional way of living or dealing with life. But of course, you're dealing with life in a big way when you take it on artistically, because you look for meaning and value in everything. And you want to find authenticity and truth. So when you're pursuing these things, it's difficult, extremely um, fascinating, and it demands a lot of you, but you're demanding more from it. So there's just an intensification of this whole sense of living and trying to make it meaningful. So it's not just an action, it's action with a, a journey and a destination of truth and just living life fully. So that makes for difficulties. You know, you're not necessarily always going to be understood, if ever, you know. So it can isolate you, but you need isolation anyway. It can make material difficulties. You don't necessarily find money straight away, but you will eventually. And um, and just the difficulty, because it is, it's a lot to work out because it just keeps growing. There's no easy, solid ground. It's, it's a sense you live in doubt and uncertainty. You find <laughs> truth occasionally. You make a beautiful thing, but then that's gone and you've got to find it again. So it's full of that, but it, that's what the artistic mind, I think, thrives off of anyway. So it's exciting and it's... It's very alive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It must be so exciting. So is there anything you're working on right now? Anything you're looking forward to in the near future? 
Uh, well, looking forward to, well, we're living in slightly strange times, aren't we? And we are, unfortunately, yes. Speaking of what was normality and what we're going to be left with, the arts obviously struggled more than most sectors. They've sort of been discarded in many ways. Um, well, there's two different things. There's things that we make things, we create because we create. So you don't need a, an arts sector to thrive necessarily. But yes, if you're going to make work for exhibitions or performing music for audiences, you need that sort of business aspect to, to be functioning. So for me, um, I make work for exhibitions. I, I do undertake commissions. I, I get uh, asked to sell work. Uh, things like that happen as and when they do. I'm not a great self-promoter. I'm not sort of social media at all. I've, I've sort of stepped away from a lot of the idea of self-promotion anyway, just for the moment, because it's a transitional phase. I'm not going to invest lots of time in new plans just yet, because I think there's a lot of dust settled before I go into a new phase. So I'm, I'm working every day. I still sort of keep the discipline of making and working and do, do my various jobs, but um, no big plans at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And do you teach at all? Yes, I, I do. I do, yeah. Um, privately and, and London colleges and, and, and now a bit more online. So, yeah, that's an interesting sideline and um, helps to tell me how little I know. <laughs> well, no, it must be amazing to help grow and teach the creative community. I think we're, when we all discuss what we love and what we do, I think there is a, a, a collective growth. Um, but to, to teach for money or to teach under sort of formal guidelines it's a tricky thing because you don't want to do too much because then it's just a job and then you go flat and you can get exhausted or emptied so a certain amount of teaching I think is very good and energizing and um, there's a good interaction so it's getting the right amount and then how you teach and why you teach I mean obviously you can teach for money but to teach is um, I think that the goal of teaching is to make sure that whoever you work with becomes as self-sufficient and independent as soon as possible. So you don't want them to be dependent at all. It's not um, senior and junior. It's just saying, you can do this, think about it, maybe think about it these ways, and you will sort out all your problems. Because I think being creative is a, is a self-education, not an education. Creativity yeah. is just talking to yourself and developing your own instincts, like being street smart, just reading the signs and, um, and negotiating every problem is a new problem, but one that's similar to ones you've solved before. Yeah. Uh, Self-sufficiency and, mm. and, and being responsible. Every decision is, is yours in the end or ours. And uh, we live and die by our choice choices on the, in life and art. And, and it just makes us much stronger, I think. Nobody can really teach us. <laughs> we learn from each other, yeah. Well, we're looking, aren't we, all the time for information. And if we're, if we're interested, we're sort of asking questions just by being interested. I don't know what that means or how does that work? Why is that interesting? What does it mean? So it's a sort of natural rolling curiosity which gives you questions. And, yeah. and you re-engineer, you sort of deconstruct something uh, and 
and in that deconstruction you sort of oh I see how that possibly works I've seen that before and then it gives you the chance of rebuilding it and um, yeah adopting it for yourself in a way yeah definitely um, just looking at the time we've got time for one last question so what advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue a career in art well good question um, good question the advice would be if you have the slightest inkling that you want to pursue a creative career look hard at it and if you really fancy it give it everything and give it your heart soul mind and leave no stone unturned because it's it's worth every bit of investment uh, and if you pursue it with those with your whole being i i think i could guarantee money back guarantee that amazing things will happen because it's not just producing product it's it's growing you and your whole essence as a human as a person on on life's journey would just grow in that space called creativity and uh, you cannot go wrong Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creative People Podcast with your host, me, Naomi Parfit. You can find out more about Andrew's work at his website, andrewjamesartist.co.uk. And if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe.